0: Hello, coffee lovers and avid readers. Welcome to Olive's Radio at Olive's Cafe, where we can enjoy music while we talk about all things arts and humanities. Now, before we get started, I wanted to inform you that I no longer have Spotify, as it wasn't the right time for me to have it. Um, there were some circumstances that basically prevented me from continuing with Spotify, but I do completely understand like the benefits and the opportunities to have Spotify. I guess I'll just have it at a later time so in the meantime what I would like for you guys to do if you choose to you don't have to is play your your playlist of your favorite songs as we go through the session um, moving forward Um, just so that way we can both enjoy the music while we have this talk about different things that are of the arts and humanities Um, I'm currently playing my playlist so just that way I can stay focused whenever I'm doing these sessions or whenever I'm doing work so yeah so let's get started um so for this topic it'll be about film which is for the month of March it's the theme of the month and the reason why I wanted to bring about film is because I've always wanted to talk about film with anybody that I come across with um there has been film that I really, truly wanted to talk about, but sometimes it can be very short. Um, I don't know why short. Maybe it's because, maybe because it basically prevents the person from watching it because I don't know if they've watched it before. And if they have then it's like we get to talk about it and share our experience together and share what we saw, share what we witness, well, share what we saw and share how we feel about watching the different movies that that are out there. Now, there is a plethora of film out there. Plethora. It's amazing how there's so many films to watch and yet we only come across some that go through the filters whenever we search them up. There are some films that is that are banned in certain countries and films that are okay to, for anybody to watch in other countries. Um, and then there are times where we say, oh, I now I know why. And then there are times where we're like, really it was bad it's not that bad but due to the fact that you know with different countries there are different beliefs and different cultures so we can go from like indie films which basically are independent films that have limited budgeting because of the fact that the the creator of the film is producing this film out of his own pocket out of their own pocket out of their own time but they still make it happen. And it's amazing to see the brilliance behind it, especially when they use when they hire um, different actors and actresses for, to portray the characters that they create and to show us how the characters behave, how the characters think, and how the characters act. And it gives me the type of experience where it's like, they really brought the story to life it's amazing and then there are times where it's like a hit or miss where it's like oh i like this Uh uh-huh it kind of seems a little off about this character you know but hey it's it's pretty good or it's like uh uh-uh no they should have chosen something somebody else but then you know we can always talk about the experience but what about exploration? Like how do you explore the film? Like Have you ever has anybody ever thought about what it would be like to be in that environment? How would you react when something happens to you? And how would you behave when you're in that be in where you're in that environment? And to me, I always find that that is a great opportunity when we witness the characters and the way that they come to life from the actors. Um, It could be either in school, at a different career, different profession, in which they get into a certain, certain circumstance which is basically out of their control. So, what do they do? And... It's just like adventure, you get to see the characters become very dynamic, depending on like the situation, whether it's you know a mild situation where it's like that not that big of a deal, and you see the change in the character just switch on slightly, or it could be this big change where you can see the characters grow out of their shells depending on how big the situation is, whether it's an apocalypse, whether it's action packed. Or whether it's like something that dramatically happens, which causes the character to basically become outside of themselves. And so I feel like film is not just about experience, but it's also about explore- exploring, where it seems like you're on a plane ride and landing on a different different planet, different country, different state, I mean, different city. I mean, it, it's it's something new, you know. And I've always find that film. They it depending on the film, you get to explore like how the the vision comes to life based on like the lighting. Will you use like something super bright where it exposes a character, or something so dark? where it does the same thing whether it's light or dark what do you get to see that the other characters around the main character do not see like and it's so funny how sometimes there are certain films that break the fourth wall and and it's like you're having this conversation but then when that fourth wall is visible or invisible You're sitting there and you're like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, you did it! Like, you want to cheer on that character. You want to tell that character, listen, don't make me go over there and pop you in the head. Or you're crying for that character. You basically get to explore the character's emotions, the character's behavior, the character's thoughts. And not only that, like, you also get to witness what it's like to be in that environment and it all has to do with like lighting it also has to do with filters whether you're using um, warm colors or cool colors black and white sepia it depends when you use warmer colors it seems like you're getting that type of season in which everything is out or like when you use warm colors or when you use cool colors there's something there that makes you feel like it's chill. You know, you want to relax. And then there's like the black and white where it exposes the truth, where you're not distracted of anything else but what's in front of you. Like when I saw Malcolm and Mary, what I witnessed between those two, it was whoa. It's like they can't. Let me not ruin it. Because I'm about to ruin it for you. And let me let me not ruin the spoilers. All I gotta tell you is that. What I witnessed about those two characters. It was like. Wow. And it made me think. Hmm. Maybe I, I, I won't get to act like that. But I may never know. Because. What if there's something that is bothering me. And it's not bothering him. Because. It's he's like super oblivious to why I'm upset or why I'm I'm sad. And then there's also another film called Moonlight. Another fantastic film. And I felt so bad for the main for the protagonist because of the kind of treatment that he got because of the simple fact that he's different. That's all I can give you. Um but also like to those are the two films that I've seen that are like brand new films to me I, even though Malcolm and Mary was last year and Moonlight was another year past uh, another year in the past but they're still too new to me because I've never seen them before uh, up until I saw them on Netflix and there's it was one film where I was like let me pop them two in the head There was another film where I wanted to cry and even wanted to like fight with them because it was like, ugh. It makes me feel like if I ever see this person like going through that, it's like, what would I do? What can I do whenever I see someone? In that situation, or in different different situations, so it's like film helps me explore possibilities and other things that I never get to witness in real life. And but I still see it in film. But the thing is that with film, it's very limited because you can only see it in one point of view. Because it's you know it's just very limited. But then. At the same time, you're looking, you're witnessing as if you're there, even though you're not there, but you're there, right? And you're witnessing everything happening, and you want it to be that voice of reason, the voice of support, when you see that the protagonist is somewhat losing or somewhat lost, and you just want to be there, at least for me, because that's what I that's why that's how I experience film and I get to explore that um, through just possibilities I also want to go through sound because sometimes you think that sounds don't play a huge role when they do and depending on the sound you get to feel like if there's a lot of commotion going around that means something's happening or when it's quiet you're you're anticipating something happening but then it doesn't happen for a while until the very last minute so i feel like sound plays an important role just as filters and lighting and not only that the direction where where the camera points somewhere it points to one character points to another just to capture the emotions and then it pans out to give you the bigger view of not only the characters, but the environment. So you get to witness, like, a storm happening. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on? What can I do? Well, at least I asked that. I don't know how you guys asked that. But, I mean, if you, if you want to express what you would do when if you were in any type of situation in the film that you basically explored in, comment down below. Um, But what I want to share with you is that Going through the domestic films It's pretty cool until you actually see international films And you would think when you look at international films It's like, huh This film is extremely different than what I'm used to Like for example, when I see like Dawn of the Dead Or Day of the Dead Or... Any or I don't know um, those zombie apocalypse movies, like set in America versus the zombie apocalypse set in Korea. Give you that example. Um, You can see the difference between the two films because of the environment. Like in like the Dawn of the Dead or like those George A Romero's um, zombie films. In which the majority of the time the characters would have weapons to defend themselves against a zombie apocalypse. But then you see a film, a zombie film set in Korea, and you see no weapons besides what? The bat in your own arms? This is basically an example of a, a train to Busan. If you haven't seen that film, it's super cool. Please go see it. <laughs> um now people will disagree because of the fact that you know they have different views and that's okay that's completely fine but I find that it's more intriguing when you have nothing to defend you but the most common well not too common but the most convenient weapons and it's like this is what you have in order to fight off anything that can basically destroy you you know so in the zombie movies set in america there's guns you know and we use guns and we use vehicles to help pass through in order to survive and i always found what's interesting is the survival level (laughs) between the two films like. It's interesting how the zombie films set in America or set anywhere in the world where they where weapons are are accessible like guns and in bow and arrows in which there's always a group of people, a group of people that survive, a group of people whether it's 6 to 10. There's always a group of people that survive. But then you look at Train Abuse on it starts in the beginning where Millions of people are just, you know, going about their business. They go on a train on their way to Busan. And that, those thousands of passengers that were in that, it takes basically, it, it basically takes one to take down a lot. Like one girl was infected, hopped on the train, and infected almost every single passenger but two. Let me repeat. That one young lady that popped on the train infected. She was infected. And bit one passenger, then that one passenger bit the No, it was her that bit the the uh the attendant. Then the the attendant infected Another passenger. While the, the stowaway infected another passenger. It basically was a ripple effect. And it got down to the point where. The sole survivors of that train incident. It was. A, a, bre- a, a new mom. A pregnant mom. And a young girl who lost her father. So the pregnant woman lost her husband. And the young girl lost her father. It was just them two. As they're approaching the tunnel. With the soldiers. You know witnessing that. Wanting to make sure that. No zombies go through. And. The little girl singing. Was basically the alarm that says. No these are survivors. It's interesting how you see. Two films. That. Demonstrates. A zombie apocalypse. But. There are different outcomes. And you think to yourself. Hmm. I mean I get that. You know we have access to weapons. But what if that wasn't possible. That's a question. That's a question right there. I mean. It seems like you know. It, it, take it upon yourself to think about it. You know who would be. Able to survive a zombie apocalypse. You know. And usually the ones who are the most protected will end up being, will end up surviving. But at the end of the day, this is where I'm talking about with the exploration. In Train to Busan, while they're going through a zombie apocalypse, characters change. I don't know if anybody has seen Train to Busan, but did you ever notice the father changing? And I'm not talking about changing from a normal human being to a zombie. No, I'm talking about, you know, him thinking on the survival skills to, pro- to do whatever it takes to protect his daughter and himself. But it basically makes, forces them into spending time together in which it's like the little girl has no choice but to hang on to her father. And it's like the change has been there. It basically, it changed him from being about let me make sure my daughter gets out of this safe and sound. To now attempting to save the, these, any possibility of human life. Even when it comes down to him turning into a zombie himself. And I find that intriguing, you know, when you see characters change depending on the situation that they're under. It's the same thing with, like, there are certain movies where you get to see characters explore themselves as they explore the different environments. You know, you have Secretly Greatly, which is about a North Korean spy that... Disguises himself as the village idiot. <laughs> um, I must tell you. It went from comedy to tragedy. In the span of almost two hours. And that's because the, 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 the spy has lived in Korea for two years. On a mission to infiltrate like the livelihood of the Korean people opposite of the border and of course it's like he wants to have any type of sign that something may have changed or something's going to happen but it's like the longer he lives there the more he wants to live and you get to see that towards the end in which and this this is like this is portrayed by a wonderful Korean actor. He's done other movies as well as TV shows and he's one of my favorite actors of all time because he's so good with his job. He's so good at his job. And it almost made me cry at the end because he was that one hero that you wanted to survive so that way he could live a normal life in the village with all the other people because he gets to experience and explore that life. But you know, there's always that tragic ending. And if you want to, you can see the movie secretly, greatly for yourself and see what I mean. Um, it's the same thing with like other films like Sunny, Seven Pounds, uh, The Pagemaster. Oh, The Pagemaster is a perfect example of exploring yourself. This character. Let me tell you something this character this kid is so smart it's so technical he's like bringing statistics left and right to be like because he's so scared of doing anything that could potentially risk his livelihood or whatever and it's like the moment he accidentally gets into the library because he's meant to go to the uh, hardware store to get like extra nails for his dad in order for his dad to finish the treehouse. and he ends up in the library because there was a storm and it's like i don't know what it was i think it was like a sign that he had to go in there for something to change and he goes in the library and, you know, asks for the telephone because, you know, he needs to call his dad or his parents. My apologies. But he needed to call his parents. And, um, you know, the, li- the librarian was, he thought that he came into the library to get a library card and to go check out books. He, the kid didn't want any of that until he gets warped into the Like, the animation part In which he becomes a character Of, like Of an anthology of books You know, he becomes an illustration And the wit Coming out of (laughs) The wit coming Out of that movie where it's like (laughs) Where you see Fantasy and adventure Arguing back and forth She was very witty, by the way Um, (laughs) I really love fantasy because she's, like, she had phrases and words to, like, to fight. And I was like, what? It was pretty cool. But as the kid, the character, goes through different genres. I'm telling you. He goes through horror. He goes through adventure. And he, go through, he, and he goes through fantasy. In order for him to find the exit so he can go back home. In reality, he, it's basically him, like, anyways. Here's the thing. Throughout the movie, this kid changes, and that's because his main goal is to go through the exit to get to the exit. I mean, he was almost like he was almost he was attacked by Mr. Hyde. Then, uh, then Moby Dick ended up like he get caught. He like the characters get caught in the ocean, and. Moby Dick gets caught into... They get caught into the like the fight between um, Ishmael. I think that's one of the characters. I'm sorry. Um, and Moby Dick. Then he comes across Long John Silver and finding the treasure when there was no treasure. And he... It's like the moment he picks up the sword, that's when you know that he's going to change. Because that's when he basically defends himself against somebody who's a bully which is long john silver then they go through fantasy in which he battles something so much bigger which is the dragon but at the end of the day you're like wait a minute isn't he fighting his fear and that's the dragon that's a dragon he gets eaten up by a dragon but then he opens the book where it's like jack and the beanstalk he opens it up and this, the beanstalk grows from the book, and as he grows, he climbs onto it and he goes, I hate heights." It was so, oh my gosh, this, this movie is really, really good. I really recommend it. I really recommend it to anybody that is also a reader, because there's a lot of reference in that, in, in that movie. And at the end of the day, this kid ends up braver and more accepting and i can't help but think wow what a way to explore because when you explore you go through different changes you know um and then like moving on to like the films that have been adapted to books from books my apologies from books and you get to see like the type of vision Where you expect movies to be exactly like the books. And I will tell you this much. Like with the Hobbit trilogy. um, It's one book. But it's split into three movies. And the way I see it. It's that the movies gives us what the book doesn't. But then the book offers what, what the movie doesn't. So in the book there's a lot of like there's there's songs there's a lot of songs in the book but in the movie there's like maybe one or two songs um in the last movie it shows us the the battle of the five armies in which because the book is set in in Bilbo Baggins's uh point of view we don't get to witness that the that battle but the movie it helps us so in a way there are times where you know movies gives us what the book doesn't, and then it, some. It most of the time it could be a good thing, like watching the Hunger Games and watching the Hobbit, and sometimes it could be like eh, thing where it's like, um, whereas like the like the tri- like the other like the romance books, sometimes they don't give us what we what we explore in the books. But at the end of the day, there's, some of it is for good reason. In other ways, it's like, oh, come on, this, this, this moment was special. Why didn't you not add it into the book, uh, into the movie? Because um, there are times where it's like, you know what, I'm glad that you guys did not demonstrate that in the, in the film. Cause th- th- <laughs> no. But then they're like, and then you're like, but wait a minute, this moment is special in the book. Why is this not added in the movie? That's messed up. So at the end of the day, it's like the cool thing about film is that you get to witness like performances from these, the performances from these actors and actresses in which bring the characters to life and helps us explore character traits and human and human personalities. And it's like, wow, just imagine like you know, what if that is me? Or what if what if that's someone else that I know? You know? And you get that in books too. But, like, film, it, it's, it's basically visual. So it gives you the visuals, right? But then sometimes it it's limiting because, you know, when you have different actors and actresses playing these characters, you were hoping somebody different, you know? And you're like... I didn't I, mm, I've always imagined this character to be this way or that way you know or sometimes they like you ha- you find that the, the actors and actresses have portrayed the character so well you're like whoa it's like they're completely different people what <laughs> so it's like once you finish watching a film you're like that's a great experience Sometimes it happens. Sometimes you're like, mm, maybe if I watch it again another time, maybe? Like, it's, like, to me, I will always watch a film over and over and over again just because I enjoy it so much and it causes me to think. But then there are films where it's like, I don't get it. So you would have to watch it to understand it. Or sometimes you're just like, you know what, I didn't get it. I'm not watching it again. It's just, that's, that's, that's the way it is you know but at the end of the day film is worth exploring cuz it's just like music and it's just like literature you get to explore different worlds you get to explore different environments whether you're there or not and it it like film is it's a whole different experience it's a whole different field But at the end of the day it's a field worth getting into. Especially when I go on Twitter and, you know, I see a a director and screenwriter talk about how cool it is and how meaningful it is to have to film a good movie, you know. And I actually saw one of his movies and it was great. It's an indie film and he did it like with his brother and his friends and it's like you know some this is something that like i don't really normally see in horror films and it's good it's a good thing because sometimes you like there are certain films especially in that genre where it's like it takes you away from the experience of being scared because it's like all jump scares like jump 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 like okay we get it it's scary but then in his film, there's not a lot of jumping, but more of like, okay, what's going to happen next? Oh my gosh, he should get out of there. Oh my gosh, what did he get himself into? And that, that's like my thought process when I was watching his film. By the way, I need you guys to, to follow Spider. He is awesome. He's an awesome filmmaker. His brother is awesome. Go check him out on Twitter. He's, he's, he's really cool. Um, so, basically, that's m- my in. This, basically, this is my thoughts on film and how film can help us explore as human beings when we see, you know, characters being portrayed and bringing stories to life. And I also wanted to read to you a poem from my favorite poem book, poetry book. By Robert M. Drake and R.H. Sin. And this is the poem written by Robert M. Drake. And it's called Laugh It Off. I read it and I'm like, is this the universe way of saying to read this? Because, wow. <laughs> it's, it's it's something to explore, basically. And so, it co- it's called Laugh It Off. And it goes a little something like this. Now imagine that all the bridges I had to burn, all the people I had to leave behind, all the times I had to say goodbye, the times I had to reinvent myself, and the times I had to tell myself to keep going. Now imagine this, all the bridges I had to rebuild, all the people I had to chase, All the times I said hello. The times I broke down and the times I found more. I hope one day we find each other again and laugh over whatever pain we might have caused. I like that poem, as well as all the other poems that I've read to you guys, but I don't know, I I mean, I really like this poem. And it fits the narrative of anything artistic. You know. And if you have any poems that you want to recommend. Hey, comment down below. Or go to Olive's Cafe on Twitter. Pros and Sip on Facebook and Instagram. And on Instagram, you may have to post a picture. And then, like, say, hey, I would love for you to read this poem. And I'll be like, okay, I'll do it. Um, because I really want to get into poetry more, and especially since it's like something that I really want to go through again, because I really didn't give poetry a chance, and I really want to do this time. Um, but yeah, so that is it for today's session. Thank you so much for tuning in on Olive's Radio at Olive's Cafe, and I really do hope you do, you enjoy your coffee artistically. All right, you have a wonderful you have a wonderful time.